0: It's my favorite episode of the year, also our last episode of the year, and which we're doing our best of 2023. And this time, we have guests.
1: And welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? And it's also our last episode of the season, as Scott was talking about. We're doing our best of 2023. And as Scott said, we have guests. And our guests tonight are Katisha. Kat Shaw is a queer actress, writer, and film producer with roots in both Canada and Costa Rica. She and her business partner, uh, J.C. Davidson, head DTRM Inc., a production company with a slew of high profile films being released in 2023. Most notably was their film Backspot, which premiered at this year's TIFF. As well, we have Anel. She's going to say her last name in a bit. Who has ten years' experience in film editing, marketing, sales, and acquisitions as an independent enter- entertainment worker in both international and domestic markets. Uh, that's about as good as it gets, guys. So, uh, Anel, why don't you jump off because you can finish up how your name's supposed to be?
2: Um, it's pronounced Degani, but everyone just says Degani, um... or
1: as I like to call you, Sarah.
2: Sarah, you can call me Sarah.
1: <laughs> We're going to get into that story after you uh just co- cover anything that I didn't cover in that intro.
2: Um no, you covered all of it. I um uh, work in the horror space uh, specifically. Um I am a independent contractor. I consult on all of your on your movies what um what's working, what's not working if you're going to make any money. I am the person that can hopefully tell you whether or not you've got the golden ticket or not.
1: Oh, Willy Wonka, like Timothy yeah. Chalamet.
2: I yes, <laughs> which does not appear on my list.
1: It, it does not. It does not. Cat, uh, uh, why don't you uh, fill in anything we missed?
3: uh I don't really have much more to fill in. You did a great job at at introducing me Uh, other than like going into 2024 now. So a bunch of those films are coming out in 24. Uh, Backspot actually just got announced for a theatrical run in the United States. So you'll be able to see that uh, in theaters in the early spring. So that's cool. And there's a couple others, one that's actually going to Tubi as well, uh, which I'm not actually permitted to talk about just yet anyways. And there's a couple other things uh, in the works. So so What's many that? guests,
1: so many secrets. Uh, actually, do you want to talk in a bit about Backspot? Just because we're big fans of a particular lead in that film. Uh, we like to talk about their work fairly often. So if you want to give us a rundown on that, so our guests know to go out and watch this film.
3: Which lead are we talking about? Are we talking about Evan Rachel Wood?
1: Uh, I was thinking more Devilry Jacobs, but sure. Okay,
3: well, that's why I was asking. So yeah, we had uh, Devery Jacobs and Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, both of them are absolutely fantastic actresses with, with big voices and big pre- pre- provinces, presences on camera. It would, it would really help if I could speak English today. Uh, I just got over laryngitis, so forgive my voice, everyone. It's still, uh, still messy. Uh, but yeah, um, Devery is a fantastic human being and she put her all into that film and... It's kind of crazy how up close and personal you get with her through the entirety of it, as she had nowhere to hide. It was a lot of FaceTime for her as she went through the throes of this uh, this film. It is centered around a high level cheer squad and the uh, co- the competitive levels of it, and it was really cool because the film is directed by uh, um, a, a non binary person as well. So there's a lot of queer influence through the entire thing. And it was quite intense to make sure that everyone was taken care of, safe, protected, and held up on on camera. So.
1: And when is it available on a streaming service yet? Or
3: no. So it'll have its theatrical release uh, in the spring, and then it will eventually end up on streaming. But right now, we're going to do our theaters first.
1: Cool. Well, when it is uh, available, make sure you let us know so we can let people remind people to go out and check out your film. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to? Before we get into this show, do you want to? tell everybody why I call you Sarah. And it's not for the obvious reason that I just don't say people's names properly.
2: Um, yeah, so I get called a lot of things um, or emailed. Uh, I get emailed a lot and people constantly are getting my name wrong. But the, the one that sticks out the most is um, recently, I had someone email me um, asking to review their script and they called me Sarah, which was a very, I'm assuming a clear copy and paste or they just really don't know who they're emailing um but normally I get like Ariel um or just a different version of my name so you can now call me Sarah I'm taking that on
1: fantastic I love it <laughs> uh I guess we should probably we got a lot of films to get through hopefully uh you guys ready to just jump in here or what oh yeah so as you guys are probably aware I hope you're aware uh we have the main categories best picture Best director, best male, best female actor, and then we have a wild card spot. So we tend to leave best picture for obvious the last, but outside of that, uh, it is, we'll open it up to you guys or Scott, who happens to also be on the show occasionally, uh, to decide which way, what's the direction that we're going to go with.
0: Ladies choice.
2: I have repeat offenders throughout all of this. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, do we want to start with? best actor
3: cat what do you think i'm going to admit that i don't have specifics for best actor or best actress because there are so many incredible contenders this year both in the the indie kind of non-mainstream stuff as well as the mainstream stuff it's the competition is fierce uh so i can't i can't actually name an individual person i can talk about moments in different films but i don't want to name an individual person i'm sorry i'm ruining your show guys
1: no, no, no. It's cool. I mean, it's, it's, this is a very, uh, open-ended part of the show. Obviously when our, if we're on our Oscar show, we're dealing with like some very defined characteristics. So you can, it's going to be fun. So what, and what do you want to do? You want to do male or female actor first?
2: Let's do male. Let's, Let's do start male. with the one that everyone saves for last. Let's do it first.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Scott, you want to take us into this, my friend?
0: Like who my my picks were?
1: Whatever, yeah, man. Yeah. You've been on this show once or twice before, so I was
0: gonna say, like, yeah, like and first cat, you don't have to apologize about like possibly ruining, like, this is really early, and Chris will ruin the episode <laughs> before it's done. Like, that's a given. Uh, but yeah, so my picks. I got Denzel for Equalizer Three. I got Bradley Cooper for Maestro. I got Glenn Haverton for Blackberry and uh, Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And my favorite performance was um, Glenn Haverton in Blackberry because that was fucking kick ass.
2: I what? forgot about Blackberry.
1: Oops. What about you guys? You guys got any comments on that? Or, and honestly, if you're on you your own list.
2: Um, you know what? I have Killian Murphy on mine as well. So. You can't you can't sleep on Oppenheimer. That was a really great movie. We can't just ignore it. Um, but really, Blackberry. That's that's the choice we're going with.
1: That's not the choice we. My... There's no we in that statement. There's no we. <laughs> that that is not my fucking <laughs> list either, man. I, so what? I'm, Scott's gross, specific... I'm so sorry. I'm spicy today. Scott's no, no, purposely boy. brought in for like the common people color commentary. So the common people. <laughs>
3: What the fuck? We'll yeah. back you up on Cillian Murphy there. That was that performance is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Like I think when it comes to Oscars, it's gonna be between him and Bradley Cooper personally.
2: I think it's gonna Os- be I haven't seen um the Bradley Cooper one yet. Maestro. But, Maestro, thank you. Um I almost said Ferrari, and I'm like, that's not the movie. I also <laughs> haven't seen that one yet. I'm seeing it on the weekend. Um but I had, um, I'm gonna say his name wrong. T O U from Past Lives.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Wow. Um,
2: and then someone that I think we're all we all forgot. But Taryn Egerton did a wonderful job in Tetris. That was oh, great.
1: I, we actually were gonna do Tetris uh, on the show, and then I think we didn't get around to it, or, or we changed the thing. But so it was actually on my list to see. It just I didn't end up watching it. So
2: yeah, I. I don't know what, I got obsessed with all the songs. It's a great movie.
1: Uh, I'll, Well, so, Scott, do you want to defend your position against, because, or do you guys want to- oh, I got to defend it
0: against Tetris?
1: No, about <laughs> why? I didn't
2: say that was my choice. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, that's definitely not my choice. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, how about this? I'll put my cards on the table and then we can kind of have a, a round table conversation. Done. Uh, so my nominees were Cillian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Barry Cogan for Saltburn, and Adam Driver for Ferrari. Uh, But my answer is basically this. this was a much easier than some of the other categories. The absence of Joaquin Phoenix, due to the poor dialogue in Napoleon, removed a major contender from the board.
0: Joaquin. <laughs> Whoa, a- Joaquin. Come it's okay. On. We literally just did the episode two, <laughs> two weeks ago.
1: Adam Driver was okay as Enzo Ferrari, and Bradley Cooper suffered from not only playing someone most people don't really know, but by being directed by Bradley Cooper. <clears throat> Jeffrey Wright is a solid is solid in American fiction, but not the required range or transformation delivered by Cillian Murphy. Barry Coogan gets lost in the opulent opulent mess that is Saltburn. So I am also in favor of Oppenheimer's Cillian Murphy for best actor. Comments, questions, thoughts, mm-hmm. Scott. I still want to know how the fuck you ended up okay. out of all the stuff in 2023. You went with okay. Blackberry.
0: First, yeah. I, I'm all about the can-can. I, I love the can-can That's content. not an excuse! But an second, excuse. I think he's the one that, like, in terms of makeup and everything like that, like, he, like, I didn't, when he was performing, I didn't think of him as the fucking guy from, um, It's Always Sunny it's always in sunny Philadelphia, Philadelphia, right? Like, he, like, I was like, this is a fucking asshole CEO kind of thing. Like, he That's encompassed fair. it so much. Like, Cillian Murphy, like, don't get me wrong, he did great, but to me... Oppenheimer is an ensemble piece, right? Interesting. Like, Which like is why can... I'm
2: assuming Killing of a Flower Moon didn't end up on Leonardo DiCaprio didn't end up on either of your lists.
1: That's 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 why, and it's going to yeah. come up again when it, we get into like Lily Gladstone and the I female think he's, actor.
2: I think he's the lead of that movie. I think everyone else is ensemble. So I actually have him on my list
1: you didn't say, you didn't say that. You just said. Well, I didn't finish.
2: I actually, I actually didn't finish. I, I also have Barry uh, Kogan on my list too. <laughs> okay, I'm prepared. <laughs> oh, I listened to their entire episode from last year and then wrote all my shit down. <laughs> ah, and then binge wa- bin watched a bunch of, as many movies as I could. Cause I was like, oh, I am so not prepared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, is, do you guys have any other things that you want to talk about? I do think Scott, he was the best in that film uh but you really like he's not even in the same fucking sport as the rest of the actors that we just listed so thanks for coming out buddy
0: (laughs) I think
3: it's Killian's year if it's not Killian's year in general like if he doesn't win major awards this year for what he's done I will eat my shoe okay (laughs) I will I will come on this podcast and I will eat my shoe in front of all y'all but
1: okay (laughs) I'd be careful with stuff like that because sometimes we go to the Oscars and you're like what the fuck just happened? Right? Yeah. I know, Back that's Mountain. True. Like, yeah, how did that yeah. not happen?
2: But you know what? I haven't seen Ferrari either. So my mind yeah. could be swayed. I don't know. I'll, think
1: tell, it you, really I'll tell you, by the end of this show, you're not gonna want to watch Maestro or Ferrari. So oh, you know no. what? That's
2: okay. I'm still gonna watch it because I like hate watching more than I enjoy like love watching, you know. When people tell me that they really like movies, I'm like, oh well now I'm not gonna watch it because I'm gonna hate it. But when you tell me you're gonna hate the movie, then I'm gonna be like, okay. I'm going in knowing it's not that good. So I can come out and be like, yeah, that was enjoyable.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> why uh, I didn't it'll... like
2: Barbie. It's why I can't stand Barbie.
1: It's because everybody liked it?
2: it? Because it was like forced down my throat for so long that I should like it, that I was like, I can't watch this now. I have to forget that it exists. And then sure <laughs> enough, I watched it. And I'm like, I'm here for Kennergy
1: and Kennergy alone. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, anything you <laughs> want to say before we move on?
0: Well, one, I, I hope that fucking this is the only time you guys mentioned Saltburn because I never want to hear that fucking movie again.
1: Like, oh, are you oh, no. are you scarred? Yes. You didn't like that you graveside scene, you? eh? <laughs> or the tub-licking scene.
0: No. Well, what was the graveside? No, not the What the was the Graveside? No. I mean, like, they were no, no, all no, wait, wait, wait. like Wait, Like there's a lot of like traumatizing in that movie, but I think the, you know, the interaction with the sister is what just like like and that was the first one and I'm like why why is this even happening like why that,
1: God. That, out of everything that was the part that got you that part that part not the licking the, the semen out of the bathtub that part you were cool with
2: that's just a n- well, n- no
0: that was <laughs> the first one man the first one was the sister and then it went to the back like it, it, it got progressively like here's yeah. a blank check just do whatever the fuck you want and it starts off like here
2: and then just like keeps up in that yeah yeah Yeah,
0: like you know buddy Uh, trying to like have a fun (laughs) with the gravesite like you know whatever right you do you and then the (laughs) ending the ending makes no (laughs) fucking sense whatever like
3: (laughs) wasn't the grave scene completely improvised too so like that's dark shit
1: yeah yeah that's what happens when you just like let actors do shit you know what i mean Yeah.
3: yeah just go have fun
1: I want. I want to talk a little bit more about Saltburn when we kind of if it comes up again because I have some thoughts on that film. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to just move on to female actor? Or do you want? Is there anything sure. more you want to talk about before we get there?
0: No, let's do it. No, let's do all it. All
1: right, all right. Uh, who wants to run through their list first?
0: I'll save mine for last this time. All right, I don't want to get yelled I will, at again
3: because we did bring up Flower Moon. I am going to throw out Lily Gladstone. I'm so sorry, but she was absolutely incredible she's fantastic i just
2: don't because it's an ensemble cast minus leo i don't yeah. know if she i think she would be i think she falls under best supporting right kind of like banshees of in where like arguably um brennan gleason could have been the uh could have been nominated for best actor as well he ended up being under supporting yeah. right so i think that she's gonna end up supporting which is why i didn't have her on my list
1: so, Kat, you're a producer. If you were getting ready to submit for the Oscars or any other big award, and you got Lily Gladstone, you got *Killers of the Fire Moon*. Are what are you submitting her as? A lead, or are you putting her in supporting?
3: I mean, Annal's point is is right. She is technically supporting, but she made the movie for me. I'm sorry, I love Leo, yeah. but she she sold it she for totally me. Does. Like. I'm going to bounce to another movie that actually Nell already knows that I've I hated because we, we shared this moment together. We were trauma bonded over it forever now, but we went to see Napoleon together. And like the woman who played Josephine was uh, Vanessa Kirby, right? Yep. She yep. was magic. Every, that movie should have been an hour and a half and it should have been all been about her. Okay, really? Mm-hmm. There's another one who will get a supporting role nomination, but should have been a lead.
2: I think right? she's like, going to get
3: a lead. I, don't I don't think, think I'm it was getting enough. lead for her. Well, and it also, like
1: the only female in the movie. It'll be interesting to see what the extended cut that comes out by Ridley Scott on Apple, because yeah. it's supposed to have, and I'm air quoting for the people at home, uh, more of her, more of that yeah. story, the Josephine story. That film is basically a fucking train wreck. Yeah, because,
0: you...
2: oh my God, the pacing on that movie is horrendous. What not to do? It's like, you know what? We know there's going to be an extended cut. Let's just make this garbage. Yeah. That's what they did
0: yeah okay so can i ask go a ahead, question? Scott.
1: go 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 scott
2: yeah
0: can you submit the extended cut to the oscars or isn't it just it a has theatrical? To the theatrical
2: run in north america so technically technically her the version of her with like the longer extended version with her doesn't count for the oscars but like also
1: who cares
0: <laughs> but, but first like, i just want to no say, one voting cares. everybody's just gonna vote for whatever
1: they want yeah yeah. yeah. Hold on, Scott, before, I just want to go, Cat. I want to go back to you again, though, but tactically, like, as a producer, what would you submit her in as the best opportunity for her to win the Oscar? Like, using your producer hat, what would you do from a tactics perspective?
3: Oh, that's such a really shitty spot to put me in. <laughs> um, <laughs> tactically, to gar- like to guarantee her that spot, probably had to go in for supporting.
2: Yeah you You pull in everything everywhere all at once, because the daughter could have also been lead actress as well,
3: but right. then her as supporting,
2: and yeah. she's a strong supporting. Then you're not up against the color purple. You're not up against all the other movies, poor thing no, no. I haven't
3: I haven't seen the color purple yet. I haven't either. That's a I really musical who cares?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. I... <laughs> you know what musicals can sweep,
1: uh, it's yeah, right. just ask Spielberg. Oh, wait, no, that didn't happen.
3: no,
2: was once it.
3: I'm very humorous oh, on musicals. It, like, musicals are weird. Either I love them or I absolutely hate them. Uh, the Color Purple has such great history, though, that I have really high hopes for it. Yeah.
1: All right, I'm, Scott. Yeah. Or, uh, or an L, whatever. Either I one know. of you guys.
3: Can I, can I add one more name to the list for women?
1: Sure, of course. You can add it's, as many as you a- want.
3: It's a 4 and one and I'm so sorry if I butcher her name, but Go Min-C, who was in Smugglers, the lead of Smugglers, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Korean film. It premiered in North America at TIFF. I laughed. I cried. I was obsessed with everything that she had to offer, and I could not take my eyes off her. So I want to throw her in that pot. Did you get to see it? I did. I loved it. It was so good. It was one of my favorites at TIFF, to be honest. Absolute favorites walking away from. You know what,
2: I'll I'll jump on that um, Korean train with you. Um, Is it a train to Busan? Yeah, (laughs) I wish. Um, Greta Lee from Past Lives.
3: Oh, yes.
2: I cried. I was on a plane to to Singapore and sobbing.
1: So Past Lives was one of those films on my list. Everybody, it's got tons of hype. It's got great momentum. And every time I went to watch it, I'm like, I don't want to watch this fucking film. It's It's just so so boring. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's yeah. like the epitome of the indie drama, like person meets person, then there's like conflict or barrier that has to be overcome, but then it doesn't really become overcome, end of film. Like, totally. if it was international, it would have been even more in that vein, right, yeah. so.
2: And, and I don't disagree with you, but <laughs> acting in it is just so well done. Like if it was a North American movie, like a true North American movie, it would have been really, really boring. But because it brings in that, and also I guess I'm biased because I'm an immigrant, right? So I could relate to her story of like not feeling really like she belongs in North America and always having a part of her in Korea. Like I feel that, I get that. So that was probably the thing that like kept me going. But oh man, her, her wonderful Jewish husband having to sit there knowing he's second best broke my heart by her and then oh, it's 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 sad it's a sad movie <laughs> yeah probably the sappiest thing i've seen in a very long time and i enjoyed it um, so I don't since
1: know, you're maybe. already talking do you want to give us <laughs> yes <Yeah>, sure
2: yeah <laughs> actually sorry um and then i also have um kaylee Sp- spenny spenny um priscilla
1: oh okay and then oh, yeah. um
2: to throw in a curveball here eve Houston, flora and son because why not we need a little you 2 you 2 action in our lives.
1: So on the topic of Priscilla, like did you enjoy that film as a whole? Like that's uh, Coppola, right? So yeah,
2: I'm a big Coppola fan. Um, I love Marie Antoinette.
1: I, I love that film too, but <laughs> there's a whole lot of her back, her category stuff near the end of her, what she's
3: been doing you know lately, what?
2: not so great. There's Marie Antoinette and Priscilla and that's everything else doesn't matter to me.
3: <laughs> I second that. Um, <laughs>
2: i liked it i like priscilla i think it's just like coming off of um having seen elvis from last year right i think it's just like two counteractives and i don't think she put elvis in a bad light necessarily um he's not a part of the story it's her journey i enjoyed it
1: and she was super young when he basically started grooming her
2: they didn't exaggerate it that's her actual age like (laughs) you know but he also became famous really young so that kind of fucks with you so I'm okay with it not actually in reality but you know I'm (laughs) it is what it is so I'm okay with it because it's fact there we go don't and so who
1: so are you (laughs) are you picking uh past lives is that is that the film that you think had the best female actor I think so Scott what do you got baby
0: uh, I know you said so you go for, last,
1: but I want to go last because I've got a big written out fucking thing uh, I got to read. So
0: uh, why are you, you're just fucking dressing too impressing, right? But uh, okay, <laughs> so my picks are, uh, you know, Margot Robbie for Barbie. No, it's okay. Wait, I'm, no. I, I'm who <laughs> my picks are. Now, I, you guys also might not like this one, but Florence Pugh in Oppenheimer. You're oh, gonna say Florence she's the is party, always magic. Yeah, but I. I think she stole the movie she did and you got carrie uh, mulligan and maestro and then it's this actress um who who won it for me but it's my pick uh her name's greta lee in past lives because i also watched that movie chris oh,
1: scott fucking oh. going yeah. deep buddy
0: boom see for me i didn't pick i didn't pick the actor because i thought she like took it all like she yeah he took that movie so i'm like doesn't have a chance but yeah like her performance um it was like my favorite part of that movie it's the the part where she's seeing him off in the taxi and then he goes off and then just she starts walking and then just starts Mm -hmm. bawling right like just the realization that you know her past is behind her and now she has to like she is it she let everything go i was like i got it i almost cried i don't i don't cry but
2: but you know what? Like, that was hour like thirty for me on the plane, so that also could have contributed to me crying <laughs> quietly.
0: <laughs> Stewart is coming up. Anything? Just red wine. Just, give me, just, give
2: just give me more wine, please. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, Gretel the, the one wanted for me. Go ahead. Husband
2: was the saint. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get nominated for supporting, I know we don't have supporting on this list, but I will die on a hill for that man. That's a husband.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, movie the,
1: husbands the... wrecking it for the rest of us.
2: Yeah, oh, man.
0: Like, yeah. Like even the scene where they're at the bar and they're all—he's essentially speaking.
2: watching her cheat on him, and he's like, "Okay, yeah. this is fine. You need to do this. Go for it." Yeah. Like that's a that's yeah, high five. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, I have Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. Margot Robbie for Barbie, Emma Stone for Poor Things, and Carey Mulligan for Maestro. And I'm going with uh, Sandra Huller uh, for Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, as a contrast to the male categories, this was a much harder choice. Lily Gladstone was my front runner until I saw Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall. The fact that she also plays a supporting role in the zone of interest didn't hurt. The fact that she is the lone protagonist in her film versus Lily being in a more ensemble role is what sealed it for Sandra. Uh, her film is carried 100% by her. Margot Robbie is great in Barbie, but Barbie is not a great character to show range. Carey Mulligan suffered from the same fate as Bradley Cooper, which is she's in a film directed by Bradley Cooper, which is almost unwatchable. Uh, Emma Stone, like Barry Keegan, uh gets weighed down by the opulence of the film, uh, although she does a better job of shining through. So those are kind of my drawn-out statements. I loved wait, wait, Anatomy before you of the continue,
0: Fall. Can I say something? What? You you really need to stop, man. First, it's the writer of Napoleon. Like that guy, if you ever write in, walk into him, he's going to beat your ass. And like, I can see Bradley Cooper right now just be like, yo, you want to be directed by me, buddy? <laughs> Take the <Yeah>. first shot. <laughs>
1: like, well, listen, especially calm it down. He came out with his whole comment about like, oh, I don't have chairs on set. I know fucking Christopher Nolan does this shit too. It's like, listen, if you're the director and you don't want to sit down, that's fine. You do whatever you want. Stand on your fucking head, whatever. But if you're making your fucking crew stand around just because you think it makes you fucking edgy, you're a fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: wait, wait. Can I can I say something to that? Of course. You can I don't say know that's that most of that movie is done in theater, so I don't think they needed to bring in chairs because they're <laughs> all in the theater. So the crew could have just sat down there
1: uh that's if he lets them if he's one of these guys it's like (laughs) get up on your feet or whatever right i Um, read
3: that article as he's not allowing people to sit it's one of those like that that old line from working in fast food kind of deal if you've got time to lean you've got time to clean kind of bullshit shut up let people have a rest okay especially in the arts field you can't expect people to be continuously creative all the time nonstop without giving them a break let somebody sit the fuck down
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely uh have you guys seen anatomy of a fall not no. yet. So, uh, I mean, I highly, highly recommend it. And Sandra Huller is fantastic. She's also, if you guys haven't seen Zone of Interest, that's again, a fucking amazing film.
2: I uh, I had the, the unfortunate, well, not unfortunate. I had a lovely holiday, but I was in Woodstock. There's only so many movies you have access to in Woodstock.
1: So, so. this is, I was actually telling <clears throat> Kat this, it was why I was just in Toronto. I drove to Toronto to go to the cinema that's up on Bloor to oh, watch yeah, both of those films back to back. Basically, I watched Zone of Interest, I left, left the theater, and then I went into American fiction. Uh, and then I had to drive to Burlington to watch uh, uh, Anatomy of a Fall.
2: Yeah, I'm going to on um, tomorrow and on Saturday, I'm going to just back to back to back to back watch movies because I have some catching up to do. And I thought I could do so. Like they did, they only had one screening of Godzilla. And it was in the middle of the day. How dare you do this to me?
3: I was actually kind of surprised how awful the theatrical availability in our area for Godzilla was. Like I kept trying to go and could not find a theater and they finally put me in that that X theater, whatever it's called, where you get the walls. Like I hated that experience. I loved Godzilla, hated that experience. I will never pay to sit in that theater again. I don't know what the point of that style of theater is. (laughs) Please somebody explain it to me.
0: Isn't it I, I, supposed to be so you're immersed?
3: That's what in, I thought. A... Yeah, but it's like, it's you're immersed, but you're not immersed. Like, the the video cut off in weird ways and stretched in other ways. Like, it just, it it was actually jarring to sit in that theater. And I, like, I was there with maybe three other people. I was very sad for Godzilla when I finally got to see it. But I was vibrating. I loved the movie so much. So thank goodness, you know, what was projected forward worked. But everything that was on the sidewalls was just mess. <laughs>
1: And now, being in Woodstock, you're lucky you didn't have to uh, see the premiere of ET.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Scott, any of you guys got anything to say? I think we should move on to the wild card spot before Ooh. we get into Best Director and Best uh, Best Film. But do you guys have anything else you want to talk about about female actors or anything else?
2: Scott and I are in agreement, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: We just. I mean, I had the friends, correct choice, but you guys that. were in agreement.
2: I, yeah, too. we did.
0: <laughs> I also used to live in Woodstock if you're talking about Ontario. So oh, I, I think am talking I, about
2: Ontario. Oh, so man. I think I
0: know which theater. Do they accept ca- uh, debit now? Because when I did live they there, do they now. did. Yeah, oh. they only accepted cash. Yeah, when, when I, I was
2: in school, that's all they accepted. And yeah. yes, could I have gone to London? Of course I could have. But there are two theaters in London, Ontario, and both of them were at the exact same time. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> like, I'm not going at 11 a.m. <laughs> to see Godzilla. <laughs> it's okay
1: I feel like Godzilla is going to come up at least in this category or by the end of the show in, in a real way
2: Um, I created a list of shame because as I was trying to figure out all the movies I realized how many movies I missed that I know would be in the categories Um, so Godzilla ended up on that list <laughs> for me which so I what is that
1: well. list why don't you just tell us that list right now
2: okay anatomy of a fall holdovers bottoms four things iron claw Ferrari Godzilla
1: so, did you even watch any movies this year? Or, I did. Like, that's that's a big bulk of movies that you did not see.
2: But those all <laughs> came out in the last like two months, and in the last two months, I have not been in North America.
1: So. Using the "I'm out of country" clause, I got it. Yeah. I got it.
2: And considering that I did see a bunch that have recently come out, Wonka. Um, you know, <laughs> I think I've, uh, I think I'm making up for it.
1: <laughs> You're doing
2: good. You're doing I saw good.
1: Saltburn. Yeah.
2: You know? I've yeah, seen- well,
1: Soulburn's see- on TV. <laughs> it's on Amazon.
2: I know those
0: bottoms, but so it's bottoms. So, is
2: bot- <laughs> so bottoms. I meant to watch it on the flight back, and I fell asleep before I even hit play. Um, <laughs> it's not the movie's fault. It's one hundred percent not the movie's fault. It's my inability to stay awake in a moving vehicle
1: unless I'm driving it. Anel, did you see uh, Shiva Baby? I did. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah, Scott still hasn't seen it and I've talked about it multiple times. So maybe after now that you said you've seen it. What about you, Kat? Have you seen uh, Shiva Baby?
3: No. I have also been a big failure at actually seeing movies this last (laughs) half of the year. Um... And like I was doing the mad dash trying to get stuff in over the last couple of days. Like, I finally watched Dream Scenario yesterday, oh. right? I got Salt Mart in, right? Like, I, I was doing the mad dash. And then I realized I watched a couple of movies that actually technically came out late last year that are getting ro- rolled into this year. I was like, oh no, those don't count. Never mind. Uh- <laughs> See, and like, this I'm- is what I'm saying. If you do like an Oscars version of this, I will shine because I've seen Dream
2: Scenario. It just does not belong on this list, but I think no. it will get nominated. Listen,
3: um, Dream Scenario was fun, but it does not belong on this list. Uh, I will say, though, there was one actress in there that stood out to me, and that's because I'm biased. Her name is Star Slade. She's fucking magic. She has what I call wattage. You can't take your eyes off of her when she is on camera, but that's that. <laughs>
1: That's how I felt about Penelope Cruz today in Ferrari. Uh, the rest of the film is—it's like a fast car, slow movie. Uh, but Penelope Cruz always has exactly that, like that, like gravitas when she's on the screen. Yeah,
3: no. it's just magic. its just, it's yeah. just magic.
1: <laughs> All right, one of you guys—you want to start us off with whatever your wild card positions, and it can be anything. It can be just because you liked it, cinematography. But uh, yeah, let us know what you th- what uh, what's in that class for you.
2: I'll just I'll just go first um I put talk to me yeah um when evil lurks yes seen movies I've seen movies polite society um and sisu which I feel like everyone forgot about because it's early in the year and I think it could possibly or is that a 2020 no it's a 2023 it was festivals yeah yeah. um it could could it possibly be nominated for foreign maybe but there's so I don't think it will um and then are you there god it's me margaret Because who doesn't want to watch a movie about a 13-year-old desperately wanting to hit her period, get her period?
1: So what do you call this class? So these are just movies you want to talk about or Um, what?
2: For me, it's like movies that I think people probably slept on and like either like how many people actually know about Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret? Because it barely got any recognition. Technically Canadian, if I'm not mistaken. Like all the things. Um, And it's a really good movie. It's just like who do you market that to really um and then a, a movies that i thought people might have forgotten also just like when evil lurks i watched it on tuesday and the entire time i'm like this could be this could have been better this is great this could have been better and people watch this before a north american person comes and makes it american cuz it'll be <laughs> not good so is um, it worth watching it's worth watching oh
1: 100% okay And what about Sisu?
2: I will second that one.
3: Like 100%. Loved it.
2: I think that it kind of goes off in different places and doesn't quite hit where it needs to. Like it could have gone further in all of the storylines and then every now and then it like forgets some of the rules that they instill, but also you can forgive it because it's just so weird. Yeah. You know? Like, yes, we know zombies exist. We're cool with it. Oh, okay. Okay. There are no zombies yet. And then, okay. Okay. Let's just let that happen. And I think Sisu is also just one that people like, it was hyped for a week and then people forgot about it. And for the people that missed that window, like, and you were interested in it, go check it out because it's good. It is a good movie.
1: I think you should do a Sisu, uh, Mad Heidi double feature. I think that would be a good pairing.
2: I tried that. I tried to make that happen. Um, but it was already, Sisu was already going out of the theaters, but if you went to go see Sisu, you saw the, um, trailer for Mad Heidi ahead of it. So kind of as close as you can get. <laughs> I or did the could, best I could.
1: I mean, or you could just, if you're listening, watch those two films together. Yeah. Because I think, uh, what order would you put them in before we move off of that? What, wait, would you watch Mad Heidi first or would you Mad watch? Mad Heidi first. Okay.
2: Because yeah. it's the more the, of the like
1: schlocky, cheesy- yeah.
2: M- literally more cheese
1: uh okay you other two what uh what are in your categories
3: um no. in my wild card i'm gonna put godzilla back in there just because i loved it i'm a big fan of like international b horror films right so again when evil lurks is one of my favorites so, uh, that i have in that list and i agree with whatever everything else said there it's get it, it breaks its own rules or forgets its own rules a few times, but it also has this strong power of magic behind it when it introduces the terrible, awful, right? And just the way that they did the makeup and everything for the initial outbreak for lack of a better word like i don't want to ruin the movie by telling everyone the storyline but it's just like captivating and i have the the pleasure of i actually speak spanish so i got to sit there and kind of just immerse myself in it instead of having to read subtitles where my partner was with me and he was forced to read subtitles through it and that added this extra layer of mystery as he was watching trying to keep up and understand where they were going with it um so it was just really really fucking cool (laughs) um and then Godzilla I didn't go into Godzilla expecting to cry uh I'm a massive fan of every piece of kaiju that has ever come out since the dawn of time okay like I am your girl for that kind of stuff and I went into Godzilla going fuck yeah Godzilla and I walked out red-faced looking like a big baby uh loved every minute of it so it is in my top contenders of wild cards because i was like what just happened to me (laughs) i'm a grown adult why am i crying right now um so that those are those are my wild cards right now
0: (laughs) i might as well go next because chris is going to pick like cinematography (laughs) but but mine's similar it's like honorable mentions like other movies that i liked um so you guys already mentioned Godzilla minus one and loved it.
1: Did you cry, uh, Scott? Did you cry?
2: If you didn't cry, it cr- doesn't count.
0: <laughs> yeah. I cried, laughed, and screamed. Well, I didn't scream. The other guy, the guy I went with, screamed. And that was even before the movie even started. It was when the IMAX sound sal- came out. And it was like, he just jumped out of the seat. And I'm like, movie hasn't even started yet. But uh, But yeah, no, it was really good and um I, we invited chris to to come watch it I what was well i can read your text message what did you say chris do you want to read the text message no no you can you can go <laughs> i ahead. don't have
3: it in front of me do you have well it in what front did of you me? say
0: i believe like why do i want to waste my time on that piece of shit i think it was something to <laughs> that, <laughs> that line
3: chris we can't be friends
1: anymore <laughs> that uh, that sounds very much like something i would say but unfortunately since that text everybody has talked about godzilla and i'm like fuck i should probably go see this fucking godzilla movie
2: (laughs) it helps you at all that's one of the reasons why i didn't jump at the chance to go and watch it i haven't seen like i don't i'm not really that's not really my jive those movies so i was like "Eh." but now i'm like okay maybe i should so i mean it is an
1: international film so i should probably see it just for those bona fides
3: yeah there's something like so unique about international like horror i'm gonna loosely class it in the horror space um the way that non-americans take on the genre is always so profound because it's different than what we expect so i'm i'm a huge fan of all of that
0: (laughs) so So what else is on your list there scott okay so i got the holdovers on my Mm -hmm. list too um i didn't put it in best picture because it's super predictable and I think that just kind of like loses it for me, but it's still well acted, well done, and a couple of good lines. I also did have Sisu on it because yeah. there's no villains I like better than Nazis. And watching <laughs> Nazis getting beat the fuck up by John Wick's great-great-great-great grandfather uh, is just like everything. Yeah. yeah. I just
1: want to remind you, this is Scott is Portuguese. And when he watched the was it the woman queen or whatever, he's like, oh my God. The Portuguese were so good in the slave trade; they were the only good guys that didn't really participate in the slave trade. I'm like, yeah, this movie's a hundred percent fiction, dude.
0: <laughs> I believe it said based on a true story, and I'm going with that Portuguese guy like saved the fucking day T- till I die. But, anyways, um, the other movie I have is Evil Dead Rise because it oh. is like my fucking favorite like pre title card opening now, especially with the title card opening like that movie is fucking good and it should be watched more because it, it that's that similar to Sisu. Like it, it was like super hyped up and now like yeah. no one talks about it anymore. And I think that's good. Uh, another one is a movie I watched called Dark Harvest. Has anybody seen that?
2: I've seen the trailer for it. It's on my list to see. Um, Yeah. Good. Presumably.
0: Oh yeah. my God. Okay. I, I'm going to say like, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but you can literally insert any slasher into this movie and now you know why they fucking come back after okay. getting getting killed like the like it it is good it's well acted well paced and it's a good like i think 90 minutes but it's fucking i do recommend it <laughs> and then the other one cuz Chris is going to make fun of me is uh rebel moon you know Zack Snyder's like yeah. little, like st- Star Wars meets no silver star you bring up blackberry
3: and now rebel moon like who hurt you
0: i'm just saying like (laughs) i love the story of the seven samurais so if i get to watch it over and over again i'm gonna watch it i can watch seven samurai but that's four and a half hours of my life or i can just watch zach snyder pretend to do it and not you know pretend it's his own thing when it's just the seven samurais over and over again which star wars track but I think yeah, I those... think I'm gonna
1: title this episode Who Hurt You? <laughs> 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 Who Hurt You Scott?
0: I hate you, Chris. I hate you. <laughs> I know. But I, I know that was it. That was it for my list for the ones. But so
1: Kat, what do you have? Uh obviously not Rebel Moon. <laughs>
0: She sent I already
3: hers said already. Mine.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. Sometimes I get like, lost in the
0: show. I told I can you. Add like, to the
3: list though, like I'm, I'm actually surprised that nobody mentioned Asteroid City, but like that plays. Boring. Boring.
0: Boring. Oh, uh, so I'm allowed
3: to have a shitty guilty pleasure? But the actor in me really enjoyed Asteroid City. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Because- I want to, as
1: an actor in you, don't you think that if you hire a bunch of fucking A-list actors, you should be able to, like, I don't know, let them do some acting instead of them having the same monotone line delivery throughout the entire film?
3: Well, that's why it was fascinating I've to me. I've seen it already. But I've
2: seen it already.
3: From him. within a story within a story to force them into this really absurd position. It was, it was theater school is what it was to me. Okay. So just watching that felt like theater school. So it just kind of filled the little actor's heart. <laughs> okay. You know
2: what? Watch all of the shorts that he put out on Netflix all back to back to back. That's a feature film. That does exactly what you just said. That's what you're hungry for. Do that because that was better.
3: I, okay if, okay okay let let's throw a curveball let me see what you all have to say i'm surprised none of you said the sound of freedom no i'm fucking kidding that movie can stay in the fucking round bin um i that was absolute garbage the waste i actually
1: want to see the movie about all the people that made the movie because there's so much like <laughs> exploitation by those people more than the how many fake- of them
2: have been arrested now <laughs> for <laughs> interfering with children that's right
1: that's right. Uh, and, and to Asteroid City if I want to see actors in uncomfortable positions I'll just watch any Lars Van Trier movie specifically Nymphomaniacs one and (laughs) two so
3: okay 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 (laughs) Uh, fine I just liked it it's all good
1: (laughs) (laughs) we uh we did a whole show on that so if uh if you want to take a listen to that show you can listen to Scott and I really dig deep into Asteroid City uh deep I think the asteroid is deeper than that film goes but uh um as far as my films, uh, I kind of ended up with the same as you guys. Uh, my wild card spot is just kind of films I really enjoyed that I couldn't slot into best of categories. So obviously I've got Anatomy of a Fall by just, uh, Justine Treat, uh, The Zone of Interest by Jonathan Glazer. Killers of the Flower Moon, obviously Martin Scorsese, Saltburn by Emerald Fennell, uh, and American fiction, uh, fiction by Cord Jefferson. And my write-up before I talk a little bit more about this stuff. I did like really big write-ups, so I'm very excited to like read these out. Uh, I love What category
0: nat- are you doing?
1: Uh, this is for my wild card.
0: Not for your director?
1: No, we're not there yet, man. Can I go? Do you mind? Do you mind if I do my thing, Scott? Or do you want to question me a bit more? <laughs> Uh, So I loved Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, It should be a best picture, but it's a bit too small of a film for that award. Uh, France choosing not to enter it as their selection, choosing instead the taste of things, will result in them winning nothing as the Zone of Interest will now take the International Film Oscar. And Anatomy will get nominated most likely for best picture and lose that one to bigger films. Uh, Voila, the French are defeated again. Uh, she won the Palme d'Or, and in her acceptance speech, she criticized the French government. Did this cost her an Oscar spot? Maybe. Uh, all the films on this list have a value in watching them, but only one could win. Um, yeah, man. Again, if I don't, did anybody else here seen Anatomy of a Fall, or did we already have that conversation?
3: It's on the list. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was literally like three minutes ago, man. You yeah. asked that same question. <laughs>
1: i told you sometimes i don't actually pay attention to the show that we're on uh one thing i do want to talk about is both uh american fiction if you get a chance to watch it when it comes like you don't have to watch it the theater it is like hilarious it is so funny it's probably one of the best comedies that's come out in a long time um i watched it right after watching the zone of interest so it was very nice as a palate cleanser after watching a holocaust film um It was again. I highly recommend it. Again, it's it's a comedy, so it's probably not going to do well in some of these like really really prestigious categories. But again, highly recommend it. Saltburn, uh, visually, uh, I thought was interesting. It is just a ripoff of The Talented Mr. Ripley or Purp- Purple Noon, the French version of The Talented true. Mr. Ripley by Patricia Highsmith. Um, I think that The Talented Mr. Ripley is actually a much better film in its entirety. Uh, but Saltburn definitely has. Some interesting aesthetic. Aesthetic. Uh, Emerald Fennel, though, is like certain scenes. She's like literally lifting, like bathtub scene. His dancing at the end is actually taken from other sections of the talented Mr. Ripley film. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a bit uh, avant garde at points and a bit long. What were your thoughts on either American Fiction or Saltburn?
0: Yeah, I thought Barry Conan was a little long as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what?
2: I think Saltburn was long. It like over it's over three hours, right?
0: It
1: felt like it. I don't think it actually is. No, but I it think felt it's
0: like, like it. 90 minutes. Is it really Yeah, yeah. I like, think it's no under two hours. How long yeah. is
3: it that uncomfortable? You know what's funny? Yeah. I actually,
2: when I first I watched it, I had to watch it in two parts because I fell asleep during the bathtub scene. I was like, yeah, this doesn't do anything for me and just passed out. Um, but I like the movie. <laughs> It's but it is long.
1: He's no Dirk Diggler. <laughs>
0: well, at least it, that that's him, though. Is, no it, that's is what, it? That's I write an article. That apparently that's him.
1: I don't know. When you talk to in- intimacy uh coordinators, they're often like, yeah, even when they say they are, they're not. Like they do all kinds of fun little things to uh make things bigger, smaller, bushier, less bushy, whatever.
3: I literally I honestly know. Nope, no, go ahead. Before, sorry, before I before I hopped on here, I saw an article where he was defending if they used a prosthetic or not, so. You know what was he, he saying was, no? He was saying no. That was hmm. all him. You know who doesn't have to defend whether
2: or not it's a prosthetic? Willem Dafoe, because he has to get a stand-in because it's so big.
1: Yes, and <laughs> we're you know, that's actually, we're back to uh, Lars Van Trier, because that's Antichrist. Like, when oh. you're so large that they actually have to bring in the prosthetic penis because it would be distracting your largeness.
3: <laughs> just, just bring in the stunt cock. That's it's all we like, need to it make that.
2: Just like that little factoid just brings me so much joy.
1: Or big factoid, large <laughs> factoid.
2: Well, <laughs> lot, large fat joy, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, and before we move on to uh, Best Director, I just want to remind everybody out there that we are trying to get our certification for Rotten Tomatoes. So if you're listening to this, go over to Apple, give us a five-star rating throw a comment in there. If that comment is Chris fucking sucks or Scott's got beautiful hair, that's all good too. Uh, We wanna get our rating up so that we can be official on Rotten Tomatoes. So hopefully you guys do that. Okay guys, do you wanna do anything else before we move into the big two categories of best director and best picture? Let's dive in. All right, Scott, you wanna take us away? I feel like- Uh, you're For director?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I got uh, Martin Scorsese for um, Flower Moon. Uh, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, because you know he directed it. It's
1: fucking unwatchable. <laughs>
0: uh, I got uh, Celine Str- song for Past Lives. I got Nolan for Oppenheimer, and for my like Lord of the Rings three three movies, and you're out. I got a, a tone. F- oh my god, I always pronounce his last name wrong. Faruka for Equalizer three. Mm.
1: I love that something like that is on a list of best director. That's uh, that's fantastic. Have you buddy.
0: have you fucking watched Equalizer three? Come
1: on, there's no world with where... <laughs> fucking. That if guy... you can
0: make, <laughs> how old's Denzel? Sixty five year old Denzel, like fucking intimidating against the mob, like that's a fucking award right there, man. That's an <laughs> award right fucking there, All right? But no, my winner, who I think is gonna win, it's gonna piss Chris off, like he. It's going to be Bradley Cooper.
1: Ooh, no. Okay.
0: It's going to be Bradley Cooper. I, I'm I'm willing to put money on the Oscars that it's going to be Bradley Cooper. I th- Like, my pick is Nolan for this one, but for the Oscars, it's going to be Cooper.
1: Thoughts, and that's everyone? Other? There...
3: I, <laughs> I really is. don't say you're wrong. Um, Liz, I, 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 like have... Bradley Cooper. I don't like Bradley Cooper, though. Um, yeah.
1: You don't like Bradley Cooper even as an actor, or no? Not I said at all? I like
3: Bradley Cooper, but I don't like Bradley Cooper and like the that crossover a lot of the time when you go from being an actor to being a director to directing yourself. Uh, I, I find it so masturbatory that I just lose interest in people and I go, never mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's very hard to do. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like. Bradley Cooper, yeah, I I feel that, yeah, he's just kind of wanking himself off in this. And it's specifically this even worse than in A Star is Born. Uh, It's just like, and the film is a bit of a mess. If anybody hasn't seen it, like I watched half of it and I couldn't even bother watching the rest of it. Uh, I think that the fact that it's about a very famous director, but nobody really like regular people probably don't aren't really familiar with his work. They don't or are you,
0: because in- he's a composer, well, he's a not composer, a director. And,
1: sorry, he's a composer and a conductor, you're correct. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I don't know enough about him either. Like, he did West Side Story. He's part of the team that does West Side Story, and they barely touch on West Side Story in the film. Like, you're like, okay, how are you really exposing this individual to an audience that isn't already familiar with them? Which I thought was a really bad directorial choice, in my opinion.
0: Well, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to disagree right here. Because you know what he did do during this movie? He used uh, what's the real guy's name? Oh, my God. The guy who he played his scores is the score of the movie. So you'll get West Side Story in the movie while it's another dramatic scene or whatever. Everything he composed is in this movie cut in. So you actually get engrossed and the song. The score becomes part of it.
1: Great. Sounds, sounds exhilarating. It it sounds like
2: a sound design uh, nomination
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's like <laughs> all right and so best non-original score goes to oh well,
0: yeah he can't get original score <laughs> and I keep wanting to right, say yeah.
1: Soderheim, but it's not Sodaheim. it's um ah oh, fuck doesn't matter doesn't matter to me at this point mm-hmm. um what about you guys uh Annalise
2: it's Ooh. sarah it's sarah
1: <laughs> I, I don't know where i got annalisa i just was like rip, ripping that i thought you were going back to the sarah
3: thing <laughs> should Sarah it's stayed
2: on the
1: on the same wave as me
2: um okay so i did have past lives um i had priscilla uh topia coppola priscilla um and then i decided to go completely out of left field and just um try to bring in more of my wild cards and I shoved them into this category. Um, so I put David Fincher, Killers. Oh. If you wanna watch a really long monologue performed well that I will never watch again, um, but I like the movie. I don't know. Um, and then um, I did Brennan, um, Brennan Cronen- Brandon Cronenberg's uh, Infinity Pool. Yes. Because I think he did a really good job at directing that movie. I actually think it's a good movie um but we're all gonna forget about it it's just, it's fine
1: well it's cool that he makes the same movies as his dad just not as well
2: well that's also fair that is also fair he's trying
1: yeah but at least listen at least sofia coppola doesn't make films like her dad makes like at least she's trying to at least if you're gonna be a nepo baby at least step outside of the shadow a bit. also fair <laughs> i can get behind that <laughs> like and he does buy he's so like his dad literally does like even his dad moves around, like he's done body horror, he's done some yep. really violent drama. Is his son is literally like just ripping him off.
2: Because his son doesn't know what else to do. He's like, I don't I've never, I gotta do the opposite of my dad and just pick a lane, but I don't know what that lane is because I don't know what lane, you know what I mean? So let him <laughs> I don't let think anyone's fumble that. till he finds it.
3: Yeah. I don't and think anyone's giving him that lane either. Yeah. Right? Like they're not allowing him to go into another field. They're like, this is where you belong, sir. But He's doing well at it. I'm gonna back you up. Infinity pool was on mine for, for that as well. I also have another wild card that's not been brought up in all of the films that we've talked about so far. Uh, I wanna throw Guy Ritchie into that for The Covenant.
0: Ooh, interesting. I ah. that movie came out.
1: Yeah. yeah, Guy Ritchie stopped making good films about 15 fucking years ago, so.
3: <laughs> Did you see The Covenant though, Chris?
1: No, it, I was Where's like-,
3: like you shut your whore mouth. <laughs>
1: Touche, touche. Uh, oh, I was like, "Oh, great!" A Guy Ritchie doing like an Afghanistan uh, war movie. This this looks well, wasn't it very Lone promising. Survivor? Like it was. Yeah, it looks like so. Except this has a, a an Afghani translator in it, doesn't it?
0: It's then like White savior Survivor, from,
1: isn't it like a White Savior movie.
3: Well, the Afghani translator is the Savior actually, and in the end they they go and extract him kind of deal. But the journey for it is quite intense and quite magical. Um, I thought it brought some of the intensity that past, like a lot of war movies are are expected to be the same at this point. But some war movies have a lot more intensity. Hurt Locker had more intensity. Um, Jar had a lot had intensity. This brought that 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 older style intensity with some new twists to it that I actually really enjoyed. So I want to give Guy Chi a nod here, um, just because it brought some freshness to a tried and true classic.
1: Hey, and Jarhead also had Jake Gyllenhaal in it, so there you go. Oh, There's some crossover yeah. there.
3: I guess I just like Jake in the war. <laughs> Maybe you just like
1: like a naked Jake. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if he gets naked in this one, but he's very no. naked in Jarhead with a yeah, sand he's hat. He's
3: very naked in Jarhead, but yeah, no, like I'm all for more nakedness. Like I very much so su- supported the nakedness of Saltburn. Uh, so just... <laughs> more naked.
2: All Everything goes back to Saltburn.
3: Yeah. Everything's going to come back to salt burn today because it's just collective trauma. And, it, and him
1: being Irish, if he laid in the sun, he'd have a butt burn. So. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously uh, I, mine's going to sound pretty straightforward here. Uh, I've got uh, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall and Jonathan, wait, yeah. Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. Um, So normally, uh, I have some very specific rules around best director. Basically, you got to be able to tell your story really well, yada, yada, yada. I'm breaking with that a little bit. So I went with Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer uh, because of the technical challenge of shooting on IMAX 65 millimeter and for using IMAX black and white for the first time. Uh, This combined with mostly using practical effects, I think is to be commended. Although him sticking to that and having his like, weakest nuclear explosion in the history of nuclear explosions because he didn't want to use VFX, I think was probably not the best decision. But Nolan's just like technical challenges in shooting Oppenheimer is why I'm giving him my best director.
2: Solid. I see you decided no women did a good job this year.
1: (laughs) Well, really, Um, other than like Priscilla, uh, other than Sofia Coppola. uh, Actually, no, I did. I gave it to Justine Tourette as my oh, wild right. card for anatomy of a fall fuck you yes. and she's international and she talks some shit about the french president so wait
0: but that's not your pick that's yeah. a wild card
1: that's it was a wild, wild card, card pick though
0: yeah but, but what, was it like scorsese wild card wait was this scorsese in your wild card as well i think
2: it was yes. that's why it,
0: it confused me when I, that's why i asked you like which one are you doing just, he's just throwing names out. Your... He's making
3: his own rules. This is his yeah. show. He's just throwing names out. We're in some other category at this point. And he's just like, you know who I like?
1: <laughs> Wait, what was that movie you said that broke its rules or whatever? Which uh, was... When Evil Lurks? When yeah, yeah, lurks, yeah, yeah. I'm just doing that. I'm like, oh, we're talking about cinematography? <laughs> well, let me talk about this other thing over here. <laughs>
2: perfect <laughs> i thought we were doing
1: best director aren't we doing
2: best director we are but when yeah, we took the but... wild card you also brought up martin
1: Scorsese's Yeah, <laughs> because, because it was in it was in there as one of my favorite films
0: but, how, but can he a wild be, card. how can the director be a wild card and best director yeah oh
1: i didn't know we had that fucking rule scott <laughs> nobody told me the rules
0: you made up the rules <laughs> <laughs> all right so you about- owe me one apology for uh blackberry let's start right now no 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 no. i'll give you
1: an apology (laughs) but not for fucking blackberry that's not happening that was a train wreck of a fucking movie and the fucking director who's canadian cries like a little bitch all the time about the cancon system and everything else that guy can fucking suck a dick
3: the amount of people that i hear complain about the cancon system
1: yeah but he complains about it and then you look at how did blackberry get made telefilm so he oh, can and fucking blow okay. at the same time, right? Of course he
3: was going to leverage all of the Canadian, you know, socialized money. Tax
1: credits, all that type of stuff. Oh, this fucking sucks. And actually the only reason the motherfucker got into Berlin is through that, uh, that telefilm uh, avenue that's available for the pavilion and stuff. So that guy could fuck off and his stupid movie Blackberry.
2: Telefilm is wonderful. They support some really solid movies. Um, thank you, telefilm.
0: <laughs> thank you. That's <laughs> thank usually that's usually Listen, my line like the the opinions on the average set <laughs> are, are yeah. exclusively chris's yeah. and not have, like that movie. as, as you. a
2: distributor as a distributor mm-hmm. i need you telefilm thank hey, you
3: i love telefilm and i love all the canadian stuff they have helped support my films to date so room
2: wonderful believe. movie uh lady bird also a wonderful t- thank you
1: Okay. A, on. a year and a half from now, and I'm on this podcast, being like, "I just want to say I really love the Canadian system. But you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah?" Did someone get a fucking feature film made finally, or what? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I'm waiting for the 2025 TIFF where it's like, "Who wants to punch Chris Langford in the face?" Oh, like <laughs> like panel, right? About? There's Larry Cooper, the fucking guy from Blackberry, whoever wrote Napoleon. They're they're like all lining up, like,
3: yeah. bam, bam, bam. We're just gonna <laughs> rent a room specifically for them to come and beat on chris yeah, yeah.
0: some poor intern at what telephone do do? like yeah.
3: fuck you mother. we're gonna have to get one of the rooms in the cbc building for that because that's that's where all of that goes down
1: i mean if that's what it takes to get a film at tiff i mean you gotta do what you gotta do it's true <laughs> uh are you is there some stuff that cat you're not telling us about how you got your film into tiff or was there a lot of like people getting beat up over there or what
3: yes Yes, I threw hands every day. No, (laughs) no, uh, TIFF is interesting in its selection process. Some of it's politics and some of it is politics. Um, But... it's, it's a wonderful process. I mean, Telefilm actually did a lot of help with our, our film. They they read a lot of interference and came and gave us extra money for music and all sorts of stuff when we needed it in the 11th hour, which was fantastic. So I, I don't actually have any major complaints about it, uh, other than the fact that at the end of the day, it is a, a, a bunch of people sitting in a room checking boxes. It's not necessarily about the content you're creating, it's how many boxes you you were checking. And they want to make sure that they're the most woke of the wokiest of wokiest it can be. So if you come forward with all of these woke standards, that'll be like, oh, awesome, checkbox, uh, and that's great. Uh, but that just means it makes it harder for white men to to make stuff right now. It's making it harder for other other things to to get elevated, which is understandable because white men have been in power for the longest time. But you just gotta put your stuff forward. And just because you get rejected once doesn't mean that you get rejected constantly. Keep submitting, keep applying, keep pushing forward. The more you collect, the more backing you have, the more likely they are to engage with you. So keep going.
1: (laughs) Uh, I would just like to say to the selection committee at TIFF, uh, none of those words came from me. Uh, So when my name (laughs) comes up, I did not necessarily say any of that stuff. I was talking
3: about Telefilm and TIFF is wonderful.
1: (laughs) uh all right guys uh i think we're at the big the big section here uh best picture uh do you you guys want me to go for who wants to go first here i feel like i've talked the most on this fucking show so
0: well you're the one that has a fucking monologue prepared for every category right
1: i just roast
2: everyone else's opinions
0: listen
1: it's because i knew if it was just me and scott or scott and i i would be more loose but like i'm like you guys are serious industry professionals i'm like oh my god i gotta fucking know what i'm doing over here so i did my
0: homework
2: that's fun you didn't have to
0: i was gonna say that i made one of them
2: Well, now that i know that i
1: could have phoned it in
0: i literally just have a computer screen right here just saying what came out in 2023
2: i was excited (laughs) i was excited to just shoot the shit yeah and here you are are giving me like yeah Come on, relax.
1: This I'm is be me relaxed. This is me relaxed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be repetitive with mine. So I'll just I'll go first. Um, sure. because you know, my favorite movie apparently. Past lives. Um, Priscilla, Killing of a Flower Moon. And you know what? That's all I put down. Because I know that I'm gonna fill in the slots with the movies that I haven't seen yet. So I just left those. That's that's what I landed on.
1: Hey, did, has, I'm surprised that like, so I've on my list. I've got Killers of the Flower Moon from Scorsese, Zone of Interest, obviously Oppenheimer, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I do have Poor Things on there by Jorgis Lathamos. Mm-hmm. I noticed that like none of us have really brought that film up very much. Have, yeah, we see it on it.
3: Saturday. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's on the list to actually go this weekend too, so. And I was supposed to see it to, literally I was going
2: to go see it today and then come straight here and I knew it was going to be on my list. I knew poor things was going to be on for like best picture uh, or at least a wild card or something. But I just, <sighs> I hear it went where Saltburn
1: did not go. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's definitely got some very like-
0: pro- I don't even know what that means and that scares me. The salt burn went pretty fucking far. We all
2: need not uh, sexual healing. That's all I gotta say. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: there's there's definitely a lot of sex in that movie. Oh yeah, and a lot of like like Emma Stone full nudity. And I was like, like like there's no body double. Like that shot is her. There's there's no escaping that that is her naked throughout the film and having lots and lots of sex. Uh, it's got a good message around like. Uh, like women's rights and like socialism, I guess the book that it's based on is actually very socialist, borderline communist. Mm -hmm. Um, again, and the only thing, the big critique I have of it is, is, uh, that it dwells a little, it's, it's a bit too showy and it relies on that too much. Actually, what I'll do is I'll use that to pivot into like my monologue. Uh, so I actually picked Killers of the Flower Moon as, my, as the best picture overall, uh, and my reasoning is uh, this is a tough choice. Uh, both Killer and Oppenheimer have the largeness or grandeur that I expected of a best picture. Uh, Killer for me wins on the storytelling aspect; it keeps you engaged for its entire run, and has a rewatchability factor that Oppenheimer doesn't. Uh, Poor Things has the scope and very good acting performances from Emma Stone, William Defoe, and Mark Ruffalo, but the overall the overall reliance on aesthetic and there is a constant use of dolly shots and fisheye lenses, which he seems to like to use. If you remember from The Favourite, he really gets gets his groove on with the fisheye lens. Uh, it became super fucking tiring. I was so sick and tired of those dolly shots. Uh, Anatomy of the Fall and Zone of Interest aren't big enough in their size, uh, yada, yada, yada. So that's the big thing. That was my takeaway from for poor things is it, just, it relies too much on aesthetic at points, and it kind of gets a bit sloggy. Mm.
0: So can, can I ask you a question, Chris?
1: You can ask me a question.
0: The last two movies you said was Anatomy in the Fall and what?
1: Uh, I just said Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: No, no. The last two in your monologue. Anatomy Uh, of the Fall and... Oh,
1: and uh, Poor Things.
0: So they're not big enough for you? Because it's your best of.
1: Yeah, but when I want best picture, I I look, as you know, when I talk about the Oscars, I usually talk about, like, there needs to be a certain, like, cinematic aspect. So both Anatomy of Fall and... uh, Well... Anatomy of the Fall and Zone of Interest specifically are very contained films, both on a location and just even the scope. Uh, and poor things, like I said, the, the whole diatribe about like, I got fucking tired of that movie very quickly, so. Why
2: okay. didn't we? Why didn't you put Napoleon uh, for Best Picture then? Because technically- movie,
1: That movie's awful. It's fucking awful. awful.
2: But she'd be beautiful.
1: It's yeah, done. that's it though. That's all it's got. And because they don't give either of the actors decent scripts to work with, their, their their acting performances are stunted because there's no meat on the bones. And it's all over the place. It's like, he doesn't know what fucking movie he's trying to show. We said That's in our true. show on that, that Ridley Scott should just stick to fucking people killing each other.
2: You know what? The trailer, I would have watched three hours of just the trailer. Yeah. Like over and over again with the song over and over again, because that was way more exciting than the actual movie. 100%.
1: Yeah. And I would say that Ferrari, again, uh, Michael Mann should just, should have just stuck in making a racing movie because the drama component out of it is what lets it down
3: okay sad yeah that's really sad i haven't seen it yet so i'll save that one for home
1: (laughs) do you guys got anything else Uh,
0: oh yeah i I, I still got mine Yeah, yeah. I, I just gone. got to
3: remind everybody this
0: radio, right? You can't there has right? to
1: always be some type of talking.
0: <laughs> oh, I was giving Kat a second to see if she wanted to go first or not.
3: Oh, I didn't realize that. No, you go ahead.
0: All right. So mine are um Maestro. What? The Shut fuck? the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. All right. When I win this bet and Martin Sorsese- Scorsese oh. is up there for best pitcher because he produced fucking maestro so regardless he's going up with spielberg Mm. but um so i got past lives as well i got oppenheimer i have a documentary called still the michael j fox story i don't know if you guys want it's on apple like actually seeing like how they did it like with the dramatizations and what he actually has to go through now was really like Good. So, if you haven't watched it, if I can watch it, and um the other movie that I picked that was very well done was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse.
2: Can that be that nominated? For, oh, it can be nominated for Best Picture, can't it?
0: If Beauty and the Beast can, why can't Miles Morales? Why can't Miles Morales? Beauty That's the hard. Then I
2: I add that to my list too. Thank you.
3: And yeah, my window was I didn't realize that we could put cartoons in there too. So I I also want to add Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse on mine. But I also, if we're doing, you know, cartoons and animation, I want to throw in the boy and the heron. Um, just like anything, Studio Ghibli always wins for me in that space, but I don't think that'll be an overall winner in if we were going up to the Oscars. But so
0: listen, this isn't the Oscars, guys. This yeah. is your best movies. See, okay. Chris. I don't know how chris relayed these rules that's why he i'm like relay chris... the
2: rules. he gave me a link to what you guys listened to last year and was like this is the show and i'm like okay this you know what
3: like, he, did, Jamie, he you like movies yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about movies <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah it's just whatever movies you liked this year that you thought you know you wanted to
2: done
3: to okay do so
0: yeah and to me like i an animation is a movie, right? I'm on Gail Moro del toro side, right? Like, animated movies should be nominated for Best Picture because there is a lot of fucking work that's done in them.
3: 100 that done. Okay. I don't know. Do you want to go, Sarah? <laughs>
2: I already went, I started this.
3: Oh Chris did the finals. <laughs>
2: you know, am I invisible? Like
3: my name. <laughs> I don't exist. He started with this big monologue. We only fun of him. Okay. Um I'm gonna bring back smugglers then. I want smugglers at the top of everyone's list. I think everyone should experience that one because it is such a great story. Um obviously, like, obvious contenders are are Killers of Flower Moon. Obviously, Oppenheimer is huge. All of those are great. But I want people to see more obscure films, right? So I want Smugglers to be seen. I want people to see When Evil Lyrics. I want people to delve into what other countries are putting forward because it really can help us expand not only our inner selves, but also the type of projects that we as creators start putting out that's the way i look at it as a producer anyways i want to see what other people are doing in different corners of the world because it helps inspire me so i'm going to put those ones on that list and of course you know godzilla minus one is in there too so those are mine for the year
1: (laughs) so who won on that list (laughs) smugglers oh smugglers okay you're saying that's your best directed film
0: no, it's uh, the yeah. best picture.
2: Oh, oh, fuck, Chris. Oh, jeez.
0: Chris is just preparing in his head his next monologue, right? Except like, that we've done all like... the
3: categories now. <laughs> the rules keep getting thrown out. I don't know where we are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> Listen, I
1: never said I was good at this. I just said we had a show, so. <laughs> right.
0: I wanted to ask you guys a question. I asked Chris this a question before. Can you guys help solve a debate for me?
1: oh fuck here we go
0: okay is the original uh willie wonka with gene wilder a musical in my opinion yes it is yeah thank you
1: i can't remember what i said but i feel like it was not what they
0: you said, said it had a you said it just had a, mu- a music component in it but not a musical
1: well he, he
2: sings in it and was music drives the story forward ergo musical
1: Sure, and I think my my logic behind that was because there's so much dialogue, like just spoken word dialogue versus like music all the time. just uh, don't where...
2: have music all the time.
1: Have they have music, have music the a lot of the time though.
2: A lot of the time, but not all the time.
1: <laughs> okay, so I, will, I will stand to be corrected.
2: <laughs> um, on the Willy Wonka note, can we talk about Oompa Loompa? Has anyone seen the new Willy Wonka?
1: No, because yes. it's got Timothy Chalamet, and I can't stand that guy. Okay. You
2: know what? I'm, Chalamet, I'm
0: going tomorrow with my daughter.
2: Uh, it's uh not great. Timothy Chalamet can't sing, but Oompa Loompa, Oompa Loompa. He there. He is the new. Yeah, major. But isn't it?
1: Isn't it? Uh, um, Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh Grant.
2: Grant. Yeah, but I didn't watch any trailers or anything going into that movie, and then all of a sudden I saw Hugh Grant. I'm like, oh my god! Um, I would genuinely watch like an hour, like a two-hour movie of just like him being an Oompa Loompa with his Oompa Loompa friends. I think that would just be so good. Oh, yeah, he makes a martini. I'm not ruining the movie for you at all. I'm just ruining one little tiny part. He makes a martini and just chills. I'm like, you are awesome.
3: Oompa Loompas Wait, are sick in
2: this Zimpa. version of Wonka.
3: I want to hang out with this Oompa Loompa all day, every day. And he's, uh, he's I,
2: free, he's not enslaved. So I do
3: have a question for you guys though, since you brought up not seeing any of the trailers because you're in marketing and you guys in the movie side what the hell can somebody explain to me why so many musicals this year actively hid the fact that they were musicals in their marketing or the first waves of their marketing what was that about yes
0: i can i I can take this one guys um it's all steven spielberg's fault (laughs) because because west side story did not do well cats did not do well um, so the,
1: terrifying
0: yeah it but all the movies that and if you in. don't
1: know that west side story is a fucking musical going yes. into it i mean i guess you could do it as just like a straight drama
3: <laughs> like, well, no, why not do like, the yeah.
0: reverse right but the, the amount reverse of people color
3: the amount of people that were complaining online that wonka was a musical that they didn't know it was a musical i'm like how did oh. you not know wonka was a musical but, but then there's mean girls that they turned into a musical that wasn't originally a musical it got a broadway rendition that now is a film but people didn't know it was a musical because there's no music in the trailer other than there's a music note in the the, the name but mm-hmm. i think like i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna agree with scott because like even like into the heights what the dog shit garbage was that the original
0: <laughs> i like that movie. It's okay. Someone we'll else who continue. should
2: not act and direct his own goddamn shit. He's it's not yet. even the best Hamilton.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait, did Lynn? No, Lynn Manuel didn't. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. It? Yes, he did. I, yes, I thought it, did. it was I don't Justin Lynn. Why Lin.
2: everyone
3: like no. Lynn Manuel Miranda so much? Like, I'm not a. Hu- I didn't like Hamilton. Okay. What? I'll take you didn't like Hamilton?
1: Like the the actual play? Like the musical?
3: Yeah, <sighs> I just didn't care. That I, I just felt like, it was master- It was pretty overhyped.
1: It was not overhyped. It was appropriately hyped
0: yeah but in that in that vein there is one director that does an amazing job directing himself though and that's clint eastwood name a bad clint eastwood movie that he's the star and director and
2: there he knows his lane he knows what he he knows what he's doing
0: grumpy old man that guy got it on lockdown
3: (laughs) yeah i mean not gonna fight you on that one that's for sure but most of the time it's not a it's not a recipe for success it's just masturbation that you're forcing the rest of us to watch and um that should be consensual is sexier okay like
2: you know what though some directors just you know some directors just direct for masturbation damien chazelle i'm sorry babylon's a wonderful movie but the last part of it was nonsense the last like 20 minutes when it started showing us other movies i'm like this movie ended already can we just stop i get it dude
3: there's been a number of movies recently that have had like three or four endings when we're just like, this could have been done like yeah. a while ago. Can I, can I go yeah. like, what the I, fuck?
2: I will also double down on the fact that I actually do like Babylon. I just don't watch <laughs> the last part of that movie because I'm just like, why am I here? Also, I need to pee at this point. I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I hate when films, like, they have that natural ending and you're like, oh, there's 15 more minutes. That's great. Like, we didn't need 15 more minutes of this movie. Uh, I also really like Babylon. It's just like a rancorous, like, f- fucking drug, hedonistic, yeah. fuck fest. Like, I'm just like, yeah, man, I'll watch this shit. It's crazy. Like, just, as yeah, soon have an elephant cocaine. Let's go. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> as soon as the elephant took a shit i was like i'm here for it let's yeah, do it I'm, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm in i've got me i'm in watch. for
2: whatever wild ride you're about to take me on
1: i mean i would like to see like a movie that does that subject matter in a in a better way like this yeah. the, the transition i mean yes yeah, singing in the rain already kind of did that um but if you just go into babylon you're like i'm just gonna watch some cool shit happen i'm like i'm I'm cool with it you know what i mean
2: yeah it's my hangover after new year's um movie Oh, wow. one hell of a hangover.
0: I was going to say. So that's like a one year tradition?
2: Well, yeah, but I know I'm going to watch again this year.
1: Uh, there you go. Yeah. I feel like definitely not the movie I need to be watching. Like, that would be, it would give me anxiety because whatever I did the night before, I'd be like, probably this is not the best movie for me to be watching right
3: now. So, <laughs> this is a mirror. Ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah,
0: ah!
1: uh well guys uh is there anything else you guys want to talk about anything else you want to pitch before we let you go thanks for taking this almost hour and a half to hang out with us
3: this is fun yeah this is a lot of fun we'll hang out some more we'll talk more movies i promise to actually catch up on more movies this year let's do this again
1: yeah 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 love it uh (laughs) and i'll i'll definitely actually before you leave i do have a question for you guys what films coming up in 2024 uh are you kind of excited for
2: how dare you do this to me when I don't know what movies are coming out in twenty
3: twenty four? Et two. I know, I know of a couple. There's one that's that's currently in post. It's called The Bearded Girl, and I had the pleasure of of getting to see bits of it. It's going to be fucking amazing. Anwen O'Driscoll is the star of it. Ah, uh, it's just magic. Also, I'm really hoping that The Thicket finally finishes and actually comes out in 2024 because again, I had the privilege of seeing bits of it while they were filming and holy shit, it's going to be intense. It's with Juliet Lewis and all of that. It's going to be magical. Um, so yeah, those, those those I'm excited for in 2024. Um, also, my movie is coming out in 2024 so you can go see it in theaters. <laughs>
1: uh, Scott, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. not
3: doing a plug here for any of
2: my own movies but Dune 2. Um, what? cause I forgot that was coming out in 2024. I thought it was going to like hit it. Um, you know what? I'm kind of curious about and Girls the musical. That's going to be a weird one. Um, Wicked. If you don't know it's a musical, it's a musical. Let's see how badly they fuck that up. Um, and then, and then, and then that's all I've got. Oh, you know what? Terrifier 3. It's supposed to come out Christmas 2024. I'll do a plug. Done.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Scott, what about you, man? What's on that list?
0: Um, Book of Clarence. To see like a Cecil B. DeMille, like biblical epic with uh, you know, um minority take on it. I think that's gonna be good. Um Alien Romulus. only because I I just found out it's supposed to take place between Alien and Aliens so I'm really hoping this is like a a bait and switch and this is literally the story of like Hadley's hope before Ripley and the the Marines got there in Aliens 2 and see how the fucking aliens fucked that up and if it's not that Fox you can pay me and I, I will do that movie um Oh shit! What else? Here you go, Chris. I had another one, but I so just the one that really uh,
1: stands out is the bike riders, which was originally supposed to come out in 2023. Uh, it's got Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, and uh, Jodie Comier. Uh, basically, 1950s into early 60s outlaw biker fucking film. Looks gritty. It looks amazing. Like that cast is fucking phenomenal. I mean, you got motorcycles, no helmets. Like, how much more dangerous can you be, right? So. Uh, And like Dune 2, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm actually surprised that uh, it didn't come out uh, this year. And like, I know that it.
2: They pushed it back to the strikes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, so do you think there, I mean, I don't know what the release date is, but I thought it wasn't like, I thought it's like the summer or something like that or in the spring, correct? They're going to do a Uh.
2: blockbuster release on it instead of a Oscar push. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's like March 1st. Yeah. So they're going to try and just like make money, and then hope it carries on through until the the new year, or kind to of, like the next Oscar season.
2: I don't think they're even going to bother with the like all it's going to get nominated for for the next Oscar, presumably. Anyways, would be um,
1: maybe cinematography and then cinematography a bunch
2: of tech and awards. like the and none of those need to be actually done during Oscar season, right? The only things that need to come out during Oscar season if they think Zendaya would win,
1: which she won't. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: mean, or if Austin Butler, not with an Elvis accent, could make something happen because that's apparently the big deal about dune is that austin butler doesn't sound like elvis of course he doesn't it's called acting jesus he doesn't sound like
1: elvis in any of the other he, d- he didn't sound like Actually, Elvis when he played text in fucking uh, once upon a time in hollywood well, by the way if well, you're that was... listening that's a quentin tarantino film so everybody take a drink because we haven't done that in a while so well no <laughs> he does
0: sound like elvis in the trailer for the bike riders he what does. the fuck are you talking about <laughs> he does uh but the other two sorry the other movies was the argyle movie the matthew vaughn with mm. fucking that one and uh nosferatu by robert oh, eggers yes right yes yes, yes.
2: oh i and forgot about that happened. yes
1: that is the perfect wheelhouse for that director as well
0: yeah and defoe's in it playing van helsing so maybe he can just you know he can
1: stake vampire with his big huge stake. Studcock. there you go that's how it is blah blah i want to suck your steak <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for coming out uh we will make sure that uh, whatever you sent us to be thrown in the show's notes if so if you want people to get a hold of you or like sarah don't get a hold of her because unless you know her name and you're sending the appropriate script to her uh maybe not a rom-com although i don't know you might be taking on a new job so maybe rom-coms are where we want to go um and same with kat i mean she does produce stuff she probably won't produce your stuff but uh look for her stuff in the new year uh, anything else before I let you guys go?
3: I'm going to correct you. There is a possibility I'll produce your stuff, but there are strict criteria in what I'm looking for. So feel free to reach out. I will read what you send me. I will probably answer you.
1: <laughs> I would <will laughs> be very careful yourself. with what you just said. because I know, I love it. Get-
3: I actually, I'm on the hunt for certain types of projects though. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut though because my 2024 is very full. We've got six projects on deck right now. Um, so... <laughs>
2: i i will not read your rom-coms i i stick within my lane and my lane is strictly horror yeah always has been always will be
1: perfect guys well thanks very much and uh thanks for coming out
0: Bye, bye guys thank you and that is our wrap for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast tell your friends If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdjoulikethatmovie.com.
1: So I guess that's another 2020, or another best of show, eh, Scott? Yeah, it was
0: was, was super fun. I like the guests.
1: I like that they said that, that you don't know what you're talking about. That's cool. I like that part. I
0: don't think that's what happened. I think the whole comment I made three minutes into the podcast became true with the whole Chris is going to ruin it with asking the same question. It was just like, back, it was just like old man on the stick. Eh? Like, hey, did I tell you about this movie? And then, like, five minutes later, hey, guys, are we doing this movie? Like, did I tell you about the fucking movie?
1: We're doing best of 1996, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, fucking unforgiven.
1: Uh, just be- before we actually go, I do want to uh, say that uh, our-, our condolences to Reese, friend of a podcast. Unfortunately, he had a death in the family. He was also going to be on the show. Uh, So from us to him and his family, uh, I hope he's still managed to have uh, a decent holiday season, even with all the the grieving that came with that. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.